this is Aruna Krishnan. On this episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Remy Blumenfeld, founder of Vitality.Guru and a leading business advisor. Hello, everyone. Today, I have with me Remy Blumenfeld. Remy helps entrepreneurs, and he has recently come out with a course called Stand Out but I want to hear more about Remy. So, hey, Remy, welcome to the show. Hello, great to be with you. Thank you. So, Remy, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I am an entrepreneur myself. I have launched three or four companies in the UK, and I've sold a couple of them. My background is in television production, so my past companies were TV production companies. And when you get to a certain level in any industry, what people tell me and what I noticed myself was I ended up being a coach to the people who were working for me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't trained to be a coach and they weren't specifically coming to me for coaching. But that was what I ended up doing because When you're, when you're working with senior people in an organization as their boss, you're not there to tell them how to do their job. You're not there to instruct them. You're, you're really there to support them, to champion them, to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And there probably is no better definition of a coach than that. So I, as a leader in the arts, went to get some formal training as a coach and really loved that experience loved the distinction of coaching and discovered in fact that a lot of what I'd been doing thinking it was coaching wasn't really coaching at all and that I'd been doing a lot of things quite wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was great. But the other part was that the people I was coaching were, were not there specifically for coaching. So the relationship was a strange one because I was now a coach who was working with people who weren't asking for coaching. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered was that the relationships that I had outside of my own office environment with other creatives in the industry who had actually come to me specifically for coaching and were paying me for that, Mm -hmm. those conversations were so much more fruitful and rewarding than the ones I was having uh, with my employees. Mm -hmm. And it's no wonder when you think about it. So um, I've now pivoted and all of my time is spent coaching and advising entrepreneurs in the content space. So my clients are the founders of companies that rely on ideas, Mm -hmm. TV producers, film producers, documentary filmmakers, people who run ad agencies, people who run publishing houses, Mm. independent record labels, anything where the, the raw content of their output is people and ideas. And I've developed, as you said, this course called Stand Out because I discovered that I was really repeating the same nine modules with all of my clients. And although none of them hopefully knew that because that would have been disastrous if it had seemed repetitive, I was was feeling a little bit repetitive. I was feeling, goodness, this this isn't just about client A or client B or client C. This is because actually... Everybody who's a founder of a small to medium-sized company in in the creative space, everybody requires the same coaching. Mm-hmm. And so I've rolled it out into a program, which will hopefully save me repeating it quite as many times, yeah. and it will make it available to people all over the world 
yeah in, in english-speaking languages yeah that that makes sense so i'm definitely excited to get into it so there are nine modules but today we'll talk we'll talk about the top three just to give uh listeners a sense of what this course has and obviously they can come to you for more or try to find out more about how to get the full big picture or, or definitely more tips on this so the first one you mentioned the first module talks about mental mindset so tell us what does all that involve well everything really starts with you as the founder and mm -hmm. um, it probably starts with you if you're not a founder you know whether you have a good relationship with your boss whether you have a successful company whether you have a life that is working out is actually down to you and we we often attribute lots of other factors and lots of other factors of course have a bearing particularly mm -hmm. in this time you know you could you could easily be excused for blaming your success or your lack of it on mm -hmm. global conditions but even before covid you know many of us made our success or our failure our happiness or our lack of it down mm -hmm. to our partner our boss the world events right economic situation and the reality is they have a part to play but yeah. 90 percent is down to your focus right. and i love the quote from henry ford the guy who invented mm -hmm. the motor car as we know it he said whether you believe you can do it or you believe you can't you're right <laughs> and it's such a powerful statement and it holds so much truth you know because certainly it's true that if you believe you can't do something mm -hmm. you you won't get it done mm -hmm. and a friend of mine posted a video on Facebook the other day of his daughter tying her shoelace for the first time and it was a challenging thing for a little mm -hmm. girl to learn um, but she kept on saying I can do it I can do it mm -hmm. I can do it and eventually she did. Now, if she'd been saying, I can't do it, she wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. So I think your mental mindset in any situation, when we appreciate in the first place that it's all down to us, it's down to mm -hmm. us as the founder, it's down to us as the leader, that's a huge breakthrough. And I really, in this module, encourage people to explore the, the primary conversation that they're having at the moment. Because the, the main conversation that you're having in your life at the moment, Aruna, I promise you, and I know this only because you are a human being for no other reason. I know nothing about your life other than that you are human. The primary conversation you're having is with yourself. Mm -hmm. You have it in the bath, you have it on the street, you have it in bed, you have it in the morning, you have it in your dreams, you have a conversation mm -hmm. with yourself. And naturally, you imagine that you are trying to do the best for yourself. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine that you're having a conversation with yourself that is limiting and damaging and preventing you from succeeding. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And yet because of evolution, because of human evolution and the need to protect ourselves against danger, mm -hmm. the voice in our head is mostly telling us, don't try that. Mm -hmm. You'll look foolish. Don't try that. It will end in failure. Don't mm -hmm. try that. So the voice in our head, at least one of them, and a powerful voice in our head is the voice that in coaching we sometimes call the saboteur because the saboteur undermines mm -hmm. our desire for change, for growth, for risk, for adventure, because we could get eaten by a bear or a lion or killed yeah. by savages. Of course, there are no bears and lions and savages to eat us, but 
the saboteur acts as though there were. Okay. Don't try that because you could get killed. Well, you won't get killed. You just might fail. And failing is, in my book, is yeah. wonderful and good and important and needs to be celebrated because without taking into account the possibility of failure, you'll never have success. So yeah. all of this is covered in the very first module of standout, which is yeah. mastering a mental mindset. And in that, I have some really wonderful tricks and techniques to deal with and overcome your saboteur voice because you'll never stop that voice. You'll never get rid of it. It will always be there, but you can overcome it. Yeah, that, that is so true. And I think a lot of people go through that. So two things you said that really resonated was, you know, with that power of thought, right? Like everything starts with how you think and you have, you basically can, your destiny starts with your thought. Like it's in, in how you think and then how you act. And basically that shapes you into like, where are you going to be? And then, uh, yeah. And then the second thing with the saboteur voice is that can also be called um, imposter syndrome, right? That is nothing, no different than imposter syndrome, which so many people experience. It's just that fear. And as, as you touched on, it's that fear of, failure but then it's about thinking about failure in a different light it's not like failure of yourself it's a failure of your experiment in figuring out how to take that next step so yeah that's a definitely a great uh, module and you're right it has to start there you have to be in the right mind frame if you're going to get start a venture there is going to be a lot of things for you to explore and as long as you're open to it and you have that mindset i think that sets you up foundationally for success so then the second thing okay once you get your mindset it's about setting some goals for you right you talk about setting goals so what do you cover in that module it's really a template aruna for people to focus on what it is they want in their life because i think again you know when we're in a mindset of the circumstances and other people are responsible for my success or my lack of success, mm -hmm. then we're a bit powerless. And we, what we tend to do is we define success by what other people have achieved mm. that we haven't achieved. Mm. And it's very easy to do that because we live in the age of mass media and social media plays into this. And you see other people's lives looking more successful than your own. And here's the thing. Success for me is only about whether I set something as a goal that I achieved or I didn't. Success for me is achieving the goals that I set. Mm -hmm. And if I stick to that, um, I have some chance of feeling fulfilled and some chance of feeling actually successful to myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, without that list, as I said, of, of what success would look like in every area of my life, from, and there are five main areas that I cover in this module, because even though you may be an entrepreneur and a founder, you're mm -hmm. still a human being. Right. So you still need to look after your health and fitness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You still need to look after your personal growth. Mm -hmm. You still need to have friends and family and yeah. relationship. You still need to, uh, of course, think about your career and your finances. 
but mm. you also have to have fun travel and adventure right if you're only thinking about your career and your finances which a lot of people do mm -hmm. so it's a main focus because yeah there's a sort of myth isn't there that if that success means being rich and spending money mm -hmm. you know if you have a lot of money and you spend it you're successful or you appear successful but I, I have clients who are on the Forbes list of billionaires and they certainly have a lot of money because they're on that list. Mm -hmm. And believe me, without health and fitness, without intimate relationships, mm -hmm. without a sense of personal growth, uh, without fun travel and adventure, mm -hmm. they do not feel successful yeah. or fulfilled. And so it's really important for us to recognize that that balance of mm -hmm. all those five areas is what makes us in the end feel successful and obviously uh, feeling grateful for what we have mm -hmm. in all those five areas which perhaps is covered under personal growth but i think it's acknowledging that to feel fulfilled and to feel content we need yeah. to nurture all those different parts of ourselves and career and finance needs to fit into that because if you make a plan which a lot of clients, when they come to me, they do, you know, they make a plan for success in the area of career and finances, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a plan which takes them away from their friends and family, which has them not going to the gym mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. which has them actually creating a life which right. does not feel fulfilling. And so mm -hmm. the aim is not to be successful in every area at every moment, that's impossible, but mm -hmm. it's to recognize the importance of every area and and to factor that in my plan. So in module two, we basically get you to commit to mm -hmm. paper what success would look like to you mm. in 10 years yeah. and what success would look like to you one year from now. And you mm. write it out in each area with very specific measurable goals. And from your background, you, you'd appreciate this part of it. It's very specific and measurable. So it's not saying, I want to be more fit and healthy. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's, I want to go to the gym three times a week, every week. Yeah. I want to lift this much weight. I want to lose this much weight. Right. Everything is specific and measurable in every yeah. area, even the personal growth. And fun travel and adventure. You, you know, some people say, oh, I just want to be spontaneous. Well, guess what? If you just want to spontaneously <laughs> go to New Zealand next year, happen. you won't. No. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. No, I think that's so important. Um, and it's glad I'm glad that you're highlighting this because I can see so many entrepreneurs starting out and especially when it's something you're so passionate about diving 100% into it and then losing track of everything around you so it is it is a it is good that you're bringing that up up front and coaching them to say that all these things are important because that's what makes that whole experience gives you the lifestyle right it's not just about totally. uh working 24 7 and building your business having growth and then what happens your family forgets you or your finances are you know uh going down the drain or something you know you have to be aware of all those things so yeah i think that's a very good point that you're making so then Let's, so we start setting those goals and we know what we want to do short term and longer term. And then one thing that you point out that's really important, which is the third module is defining your niche. So tell us how you talk about that. Well, it's quite scary as an entrepreneur or 
anybody selling anything to set out your stall in a way that seems to appeal only to a few people. Mm-hmm. Because we still, I think, in our minds live in a, in a village, you know, and we imagine, I imagine if I set out my stall and I say, I am just a coach mm-hmm. for founders of content companies, <laughs> who in this village is going to come? Right. And the answer is probably no one. But in the global village that we live in, thousands of people will come. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. If you've ever looked for anything in your life, as we all have done many times, probably yeah. in the last day, you look for something very specific, right? Well, if you're looking for shoes, you, you, don't, you don't search shoes. You search men's shoes, size 42, yeah. brown, open-toed, the price is very specific. So it makes sense that if you're selling something, you sell it in a very specific Mm -hmm. way. And obviously for content creators who attempted to reach as wide and large an audience as possible, it feels very scary to say, I am only going to make games for 16-year-old boys, Mm -hmm. boys Mm -hmm. 14 to 16. Right. Because what about all the other boys and what about girls and what about older people? Well, (laughs) the thing is, when you are speaking to a 16-year-old boy, they hear you. They know you're talking to them. Yeah. Because you use a different language, you use a different style of presentation, you use different visuals. It's a very specific way of speaking. And that will attract your ideal client. If you're speaking to everybody, your language, your visuals, your product, all shifts a little bit to be a little bit more all-inclusive and you end up right. speaking to, to nobody. Yeah. Because everyone feels like it's not for me. This isn't really quite quite for me. The mm. 16-year-old boy feels it's not quite for me, but so does the 60-year-old woman at home. It's not quite for me. So when I started out with my coaching practice, I said, I'm going to coach the creative sector. And that that already felt quite niche. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only going to coach leaders in the creative sector. Well, what about people in uncreative sectors? I mean, they're human beings too. Can't mm-hmm. I coach them? So it felt quite a risk. What I quickly discovered was my niche was too wide. Mm-hmm. The creative sector is too big. If I'm, if I'm in the creative sector, I could be one of a thousand people. However, founders of content-driven companies, they have very unique problems, very unique challenges. And by speaking just to them, mm-hmm. I was speaking just to them. I have a client called Jasmina, and she recently um, was setting up a consultancy for women. And mm-hmm. her ideal client was Arab women living in London, mm-hmm. affluent Arab women living in London, if we're going to be more specific. That was actually who her products and services were aimed at. But Eventually, I persuaded her to just speak to them because she wanted to have, she wanted to say, well, my service is for women. And I said, well, look, maybe it is, but your ideal client won't feel spoken to if you're speaking to all women. Mm. So now her products and services are aimed very much at her unique client base. And they were so delighted that there was someone in the market who was addressing their needs specifically, Mm -hmm. their situation. And, and of course, with time, she could branch out and she could create another niche with the, yeah. under her brand, which was specifically for 
American women living in London, for instance, right. just to give an right. example. And we can all do that. We, you know, once you, once you serve one niche and figure out how to do that well, you can broaden out by bringing on other teammates to run other divisions or create other brands. But it's so important to define your niche. So that is one of my first modules in Standout, which you can find at uh, my website, which is remyblumenfeld.com. And it's such a difficult name to pronounce, let alone spell, that I'm just going to spell it. It's R-E-M-Y-B-L-U-M-E-N-F-E-L-D.com. Remy, R-E-M-Y, Blumenfeld.com. And you'll see all the details of our program there. Yeah, thank you so much. I, these were very, uh, very interesting and very educational uh, tips that you've given us. And as you pointed out, if people want to find out more about the course and the rest of the modules, they can go to remyblumenfeld.com. Any other way that you would like them to reach out to you? I'm very happy to take uh, emails on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm at Remy UK, at R-E-M-Y UK on Twitter, and, and my name on LinkedIn. I'm very happy to speak to you either way. And I have a, a book out, which is 20 Secrets of Founders, which I will send to you if you get in touch with me. That sounds great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I enjoyed learning about all this. Thank you so much and good luck with your podcast. <laughs>